After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. Welcome, Mind Rolling, we're back. I know that's a little shocking, but it's actually, we're back because it's part two of our music extravaganza, Into the Mystic, and talking about Triloka Records and Dave and I having spent some uh, key, key years working on and developing this music and uh, because we, we really both love, love, love this music. Uh, world music and music from Africa and, and the East and Native America and Spain and Ireland. And we uh, just had the time of our lives, that we, as we said in the last podcast, uh, we're the two luckiest guys around to. Yeah, we shouldn't forget, you know, just so that we can get it straight, that, uh, um, you know, uh, Krishnadas and Raghu and his Mitchell Marcus word, uh, name, um, played music. I mean, Kirtan for sure, but it's music. And, um, you know, I, I had many, many, many times of being with uh, Katie and Raga when Raga was playing very powerful, potent drums and Katie was doing what he does. And so it wasn't kind of record executives looking at the world and picking out, you know, like what's going to work here. No, it was two really intense musician people to say the least not, who who you know no well one no not even one not no. even one exactly no. no but katie was a good rock and roll singer i think by yes, the way he, was a good, he definitely had the voice he, he and he been, definitely you know, yeah and he was i have gonna, that tape the jeff cagle i can still have it i wish i had a tape really? player we should he play gave, that. he gave me this tape of his of long island band which was as good as any rock band that i had. honestly they were really great i thought anyway the intensity of you two you know uh, looking at the music that was available and creating new music was not based upon some kind of uh, top-down executive stuff, even though you had to do that work. It was based upon knowledge of the music and wanting it, and wanting to find the finest music. We just wanted to turn... We loved it. We wanted to turn people onto yeah. what we loved, period. That was it, and uh, we were able to to get along for a long time and be able to do that. So, again, you know, tons yeah, so, of blessings. Yeah, because music is the, it seems to me to be the most powerful touchstone that we have on this planet at this time, you know. I mean, it's apart from the internet, but music is more soulful. And you don't have to know the words and you don't even have to know the artist. You know when you hear it on the radio or somewhere in someone's house or on Mind Rolling, whether you love this or not. And uh, it's a touchstone. And, Remember you when know. we used to be, uh, I'd come to New York and, you know, from... Where was I? I was in Los Angeles, right, at the time, and uh, living there. And well, that's where we started the label. Uh, and I'd come to that big black building, yeah. Polygram. 
50, right. between eighth and ninth on 51st. And they which, put me up at a nice hotel. I mean, geez, yeah. we, we were taken care of. And then yeah. we. Why they, do you think? Why do you think that was? Who well, do you think was instrumental in that? Who? Moi. Oh my God! Thank you so much for arranging. That. <laughs> no, it's not entirely true. So That's let me take it back. But you know, we want. I mean, the ones of us that lived in New York knew that. You know, when Raga came in, and we started to talk about what were the next. They were very, very prolific. There was a lot of stuff coming out, you know, because there was a lot of developing interest on your part in people that you, you know. Yeah, no, the timing was good because in the beginning, uh, things really took off. So uh, that was a wonderful time. And I'm talking about then at some points, though, we'd have waiting for results to come in and sales or something. We'd stand, we'd go down to the (laughs) main square in front of the building and talk about okay, when when are we getting fired here? When? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That, that was a constant question, oh, you boy. know, because it wasn't entirely even in the president's hands. Of, of as you know, the, when a, a huge conglomerate. Danny would be protecting us from Danny Alain was, Levy. Remember yeah, Alain Levy? I do remember Alain Levy very well, and other people at Pogrom who were really upsetting. But the, a lot of people were great. Just in case any of you are listening. I really mean that. So let's get to the music. And the first thing we want to do today is play yet another. We, so we, we're yes. talking about where we got, you know, we, we in the first uh, show, we talked a lot about, you know, all of the different kinds of combinations that we did and the different sources of uh, where we went to for what we felt were just, you know, heart-connective music. But, you know, not necessarily. Some of it was remix stuff and it was mixed with dance music and and uh, some of it was mixed with a, a little bit of jazz, like we played with that Via Joe uh, track, uh, Via Jop. So uh, further into it, I met somebody in uh, Paris who was this very tall, and should we say it again, Senegalese. Senegalese Man, musician yeah, of I guess we were really caliber. <laughs> yeah, his name is Wasis Diop, another Diop, and you know those are uh, it's a major clan in Senegal, and uh, Wasis was this enormous charismatic uh, artist. You, I, you, I mean, you he, put it perfectly. I mean, he just glowed and. Not just physically, although he was trim- amazing. He, he was made, imposing. He you know, was a very get, tall. Yeah, I mean, people man. look at Seal. You know, everybody knows who yeah, Seal that, is. Yeah, that and, kind you know, of a deal. It, it was like that. And but his his core, his soul came out of him, and he was a lovely being. Oh my God, is a lovely. And being. we went and we ended up with him at a at this uh, at Sony Studios uh, called uh, that uh, they did. They hosted a television, a music television show called Sessions on 57th Street, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And we ended up there with Wasis and the, I mean, they had the finest equipment, sonic equipment and recording equipment and uh, just uh, did the most marvelous, I mean, he transfixed this audience and uh, let's just play. Yeah, really. He's amazing. Okay. Check this out. This is called African Dream. Don't 
He performed um, at a small club in New York, and uh, I went with Raghu and others, my girlfriend. And when he came out on stage, um, he was wearing a red suit. Now, to say he was handsome and statuesque is a real misuse of the language, because he was just beyond the beyond. And I remember Sandra giving out a gasp. She Mm -hmm. went, oh! If that's a gasp, you know, and I did, always did too because he just looks so great. Mm. He's very gentle but extremely 
strong in huge his charisma yeah <laughs> yeah so what he a has. joy to be a, around a, a man like that a, a vocalist like that so uh now by direct contrast <laughs> we're going to turn to uh, one of the world's most famous musicians and one of the most respected and uh well, to say skillful is really ridiculous. Well, Yehudi Menuhin, right? That uh, the uh, violin, well, classical violin. I player. thought Menuhin played with Ravi. That, no, no, uh, he East said no, no. Oh, he said. Okay, he sorry, said sorry. about Ali Akbar Khan that he was the greatest living. Uh, he died a few years ago at the time. Greatest living musician on the planet. And this is, is Yehudi Menuhin, who was the greatest, one of the greatest <laughs> living musicians. Greatest on the planet. violinist ever, I think they say. So we. This this is probably, I mean, for me, I have to say, there isn't anything I did at this record company or anything I think I've ever done. Now, you know, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. You know, of course, this lovely mind rolling that Dave and I have a lot of fun with, as well as uh, work that we do together for the, the Love, Serve, Remember Foundation and, and Ramdas.org and all of that. But yeah, so, so it's Walgreens, very Walgreens checkout <laughs> at night. Dave is over <laughs> at there. At night, yeah, yeah. We, we both do that. Yeah. Um, so, but to the point that he is—that was the greatest thing I was I was ever involved with as a work thing. You mean Ali Akbar Khan? Ali Akbar Khan. Yeah. Ali Akbar Khan was a true genius. He was like we would go in the recording studio. He did not write the songs before he went into the studio and he was recording and this all came about through uh, the auspices and we must say this of Jai Utah. Jai Utah has uh, was a uh, student of Ali Akbar Khan since the late 60s and uh, I have to say to you also in my mind Jai playing the uh, I mean he plays sarod and but he also plays what's called a dotar which is kind of like a mini sarod and has uh, Ali Akbar Khan's called the Emperor of Melody in India. And that uh, they say that the sarod, which he plays, is the closest expression to the human voice uh, that there is. And it is absolutely staggering what uh, he does with some of these ragas. Now, we got him to do fusion thing. So we were fusing, you know, obviously Western melodic sense and so on and so forth instruments using electronic stuff and jai was producing you know these first couple of records we did three records with him the first two were were, were fusion and the third one was pure indian and uh he he like i said all he did was go in the studio and he started to play these melodies and then arrange it on the spot and then after a couple of times we would record it I mean, it's, you have to understand how much preparation usually people... He was in the moment. It just came through him. I mean, it was absolutely staggering. I mean, as much as it was a work thing, I would sit there and really... I, I can't tell you that this kind, kind of music, although this fusion thing is a little different, but I think you, get, you will get the point that this is nothing more or less than a, a meditation. And he was a master that could lead you into deep, deep. So talk about Into the Mystic. He represents that more. than. And he used to sit around and, you know, he would, gee, he would go through maybe uh, 
bottle or so of scotch after you know we'd be with him and he'd how about how about a carton of of uh, carton, winston winston's cigarettes, yes. which he did in my not yeah. the carton but my goodness yeah it was all like what i mean you the the most spiritual thing <laughs> in the world yes. and then you know it was just amazing. it just goes to show but that then, you know he, but when, when, he'd get, when it comes through it comes through yeah yeah it has nothing to do with the vehicle and when he'd get uh you know, the more smashed he'd get. He actually didn't get drunk. He just got slowed down. He And he'd be talking about his father, who was the <laughs> progenitor of modern North Indian classical music, Ustad Alauddin Khan. Thank God my mind is working. <laughs> Ustad Alauddin Khan, who is Ravi Shankar's guru, musical guru. And he would go on and tell us stories about his father. I mean... He was made to never sleep. He'd have his instrument as a young man, and he'd be in a hammock. And that's all the support. There was no bed, no nothing. And whenever you wake up, you just jolt up. You, he's playing. He's pre- I mean, 24-7, they have this instrument from a child. So that's a way different <laughs> thing going on. you know. And that probably isn't even going on so much in India. I think it still is to some degree, but... All right, too, too much rapping about. He means so much to me, folks. I can't tell you. He's the. Uh, I mean, the, uh, there's no chance that I don't have him on at some point uh, in you know in, in on a weekly or at least monthly basis. Uh, Ali Akbar Khan, affectionately known to us all as Khansab.
Well, not much to say about that. Uh, no, just let that resonate in you. If you're driving a car, be well, careful. I hope you're not driving the car. Well, maybe nobody should be driving. Maybe car. not. No, but it it is. It's called lullaby, and it just lulls you into the into the universe. The anyway. heart chakra. That's for sure. Yeah. Heart space. Yeah. 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 Anyhow, uh, please, if you don't do anything, get. Sometimes Indian music is is difficult for Westerners because of the quarter tones and all of that. But it's it's a great taste to acquire. And certainly Ali Akbar Khan would be somebody uh, to start with there. Uh, and, and these records... Uh, there's the couple of them. We're going to put, Dave's going to put some stuff yeah, we'll, up we'll, there, extras, we'll, we'll in our that. extras things, and, yeah. and tell you exactly what the album, this album it comes from and all that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, now, you, I guess your favorite here is uh, is certainly, uh, you know, Via Joe, Via Jop. Well, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it, this particular track to me is, you know, you know, Dante wrote uh, The Inferno, Purgatorio, and... Um, and uh, you know, divine or whatever the heaven was uh, in the divine comedy, and to me, the innermost ring of the seven rings of Dante's heaven. This is the music that would be played there in the heavenly, you know, abode. Abode. Mm-hmm. In other words, it sounds to me like it's being sung by angels, and I can't imagine a more, you know, transformative. <laughs> sort of sound all right well i had a favorite now this is your favorite we're letting you play your favorite and you get two against my one all right i'm older So I 
So that was Via Dio, Dio. and um, it, you know, again, bring up this 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 amazing miracle, really, of music. You know, that you don't have to be from any given place to listen to music from any other given place. And once the you know the sort of uh, the tap is turned on to music outside your normal, you know, what I was listening to mainly in my life. Uh, it, you can't stop because there's so much music out there. There really is a, so great, and that one is very ethereal and 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 so on. And but again, not, it goes back to the trance thing. It has that. It, yeah. What he's playing is called a kora, which is an African harp, and he was just exceptional uh, at it, and created that rhythmic pattern with it, along with that melody, which was, of course, is the, the, the trance-like quality that you just let go into. It's another great example of being pulled into that mystical part. Uh, but I have to digress. Okay. In the midst of all of this stuff, Dave and I were finding music, and you know he's getting budgets approved. You got a lot of good budgets approved there, Dave. 
and uh, of course, Danny was pretty easy on this stuff. So. Well, you know, but he was, but he was, as is always the case, he was, you know, there was a budget and that was it. You, you know, you didn't, yeah, once we had no, a budget, uh, yeah, no, yeah, then it know. was all good. But it was always enough to do the justice and um, make sure that the artists were, were all, you know, paid well and, and everybody was happy about it. It was one of those sort of, but Ga- we had gaps, a lot of gaps in time. You we know, had was, a lot of leniency on the bottom line, is because we of, and we'll tell you why. And this enabled, uh, you know, certainly Danny to sign some of these checks, was because he had a group called Hanson. Yes, and uh, that group, of course, you know, Mbop. Everybody knows about Mbop. From that day, that is uh, at least, uh, well, I don't know, that's 97, 8, I, I guess, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, so what happened is, this, so this blew up. And, and, of course, this made things a lot easier for everybody, everybody, because... And I was, was very involved with Hanson, so... Yeah, well, I was, was going to tell you know, that story it because... It was directly, I, it was e- easier to do this, right? Yeah, but the yeah. fact that they were making tons of money, I'm selling yeah. millions of... I mean, that was a top five record, yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever. 13 million albums very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. So that was huge amounts of, of cash coming in. And also, all of the retailers were, of course, you know, give me, you know, they were lining up to give me, give me, give me, you know, and we want to do this and we want to do that. Okay, yeah, we'll take some of this Triloka stuff. Yeah, no problem. So yes, it, it yeah. made life e- easier. But what happened is, uh, you know, I mean, the, the A&R guy shall remain nameless. Is I mean, you know, you, you became friendly with him, but uh, who found uh, Hanson for Danny uh, and... Uh, Oh, oh, you mean Steve? Yeah, Steve. Steve Greenberg, yeah. Yes, so he, whatever happened in all of the mishmash, this was a very, you know, a family, a very, very intensely family-oriented group. Obviously, all the brothers, and but, you know, the father was deeply involved, the mother, the other siblings, I mean, they went everywhere together. So there was a kind of, uh, you know, they weren't really up for New York jive, you know, and so Danny assigned David to them as, and he became the consigliore, should we well, say. Well, you know, it, it was more specific than that because Steve Greenberg, who was a brilliant A&R mind, went on to become the president of Columbia Records, by the way. Uh, you know, he made those records. But then it was at a time when you could make a DVD quickly and sell it and make it. So I was assigned to make that DVD. Mm. And uh, I believe it still holds the record. It sold... Um, 80,000 units in the first two days. And the normal average sales for DVD at that time for music was between 300 and 600. Now it's nothing. 300 to 600. Just That's give it. it away, really. And we sold a million units, and uh, we beat McCartney's record for DVDs at that time. So it was a fantastic time. Incidentally, I've, bec- I've stayed friendly with that marvelous family ever since. and We love them, and they still play great music. If you ever had a chance to see Hanson live, the Hanson brothers, see them. They're great. But uh, the, the point being here that uh, because Subsidized, of this, you know. No, well, the fact is that you, of course, that that went along. You know, you were a very important person at the company because whenever th- they wanted anything of substance and uh, wanted satisfaction, shall we say, from the record company, David would be called. Anyhow, no, the, you know, you have to take some Well, credit. it's interesting being in that position because I loved Triloka music and, and other labels too. I mean, there were other great labels, let's face it. There were yeah. Peter Gabriel's Real World and Peter Mayo and all that. But we knew about Triloka. And the process 
process of finding the music and then treating it correctly and treating a musician correctly was so fascinating to me because I'd never, never really seen this fusion phenomenon happen in front of us. I mean, from Talvin Singh to, uh, you know, the African guys. Yeah. And, and then, um, and then I think, you know, we were all lucky karmically things fitted together at the time. Uh, but throughout it all, um, the, the, the sort of pure kirtan uh, side of it was was, well, that was, came, was growing. Yes, well, and, and that that started to emerge at that time because of of Krishnadas. Now Krishnadas and I and another fellow, as we mentioned, Paul Sloman, uh, started Triloka, and uh, Krishnadas eventually went out. You know, just was doing it because we loved doing it, which was kirtan. And then we told the story of Madonna sort of blew that all up with Ray of of light that record and he krishna started making records and it was at that time which when we got together with mercury and had the force behind us in terms of power and resources and money to get stuff out uh, out in the market which you know way beyond we had had you know we were with independent distributors and so on we had a lot of uh, wherewithal and so as a result of all of those things coming together and publicity and so on and so forth and krishna took off and then he is you know went on the trajectory that he is on now, right, uh, right. singing around the world uh, to large large audiences, and so this is from so this is we actually did a record uh, around the time that Krishnas did his first record, and it might be even before that I can't even remember, but we did a record with Ramdas and a bunch of us from those India days. It was Ramdas, and we called ourselves Amazing Grace, and Jai Utah was part of it, and uh, Krishnadas, and a bunch of other people. And Krishnadas did this one, which he does now to start off, or he has been. I haven't seen him live in, since what December, and <laughs> so it's not that long ago. But he does this prayer to Hanuman to usually uh, initiate his uh, his kirtan. So here we go. Shri Hanumate Namo Tanavam Pavanukumar Kalavana Pavaka Jnana Ganna Chasu Hradayagara Vasahi Rama Sarachapadhar Atulita Baladhamam Himashailabadeham Dhanu Ajun Krishanam Jnani nama graganiyam Sakalaguna nirdhanam Vanaranam disham Ragupati priya bhaktam Vatajatam namami Goshpadi kutavarisham Mashaki kritarakshasam Ramayana Mahamalaratnam Vande Nilatmajamma Anjananandaram Viram Janaki Shokanashanam Kapishamakshahantaram Vande Lanka Bhayankaram Ulandya Sindho Salilam Salilam Yeshokavahim Janakatma Jayaha 
Oh, that just makes me cry. I'm sorry. It's just so incredibly evocative. And when he does do it at the beginning of Kirtan, uh, it just sets it up. That's it. You're on the road. You're in that zone. And goodbye. For those of you, Hanuman is the monkey god and in India. And really, uh, while we were with Neem Karoli Baba, Krishnadas and I and Ramdas and others, he would say to us, especially in the beginning, they're one, all one. There, and he'd point one finger. There is only one. And, and he would say, Christ, Hanuman are the same one. And so we, well, we were introduced to both of these representations of the divine, of the one. And certainly, so Hanuman became extraordinarily important to us in our lineage. And we have mentioned this on Mind Rolling, and I have mentioned it, of course, much on the Ramdas Here and Now podcast that we do on ramdas.org, somewhere else. If those of you have not gotten over there, there's some great material on how to uh, be in the present moment, be here now, as Ramdas's famous book title. So, and Krishnas re- represents, and he was given the, the instruments. Uh, here's the story. We're in Vrindavan with Maharaji, Nimkaroli Baba, and Vrindavan is the place of Krishna, and it's where the Hare Krishna people, you know, everybody knows the Hare Krishna people, right? Uh, great brunch on Sundays, great chanting, and uh, the rest of it, it's been a little bit shaky here and there in terms of, you know, the proselytizing in the airports and, so, you know, blah, blah, blah. And some of the you know, not so great things that happened in Virginia many years ago, we won't go into it. But certainly what happened to us... <laughs> but the Krishna, it brought us to the, uh, you know, to the point of saying that uh, they do say sometimes that all you have to do to find God is say Krishna. It's now for a sluggard, a sluggard... Not Krishna, no. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Don't Krishna, they just Krishna, say Krishna? Hare. No. You I have think to say the whole thing, not just Krishna. You will not get there, Mr. Silver. Somebody in an airport... <laughs> Okay, well, told me that a long time ago. That's just why I'm in the place I'm in. Only you would hit the wrong Hare Krishna guy in the airport that didn't give you the full mantra. But I mean, I sing the Maha Mantra all the time, so I'm I'm redeemed. Well, then you're okay. Uh, But what Mm -hmm. happened here is that some of these guys came into the ashram to see Maharaji and and played him, you know, did a little Hare Krishna, and they had the harmonium and the drum and the whole thing. I mean, they were really knocked out. After they left, Maharaji looked at Krishna's. Gave, he pulled some rupees from out from under his little cot, and he gave Krishnadas, and he came over and he said, "Harmonium, dolag, harmonium, abhi, get jow." And Krishnadas went into the marketplace and bought the instruments and came back, and then we were. 
he was officially appointed then as the uh, musical director of the organization. <laughs> and he, uh, of course, learned the Chalisa first, uh, which is 40 verses in praise of, of Hanuman. And, uh, and basically is about, uh, it really is such an incredible story from the Ramayana. Uh, and the Chalisa comes from there. And we won't get too far into that because... Uh, we just don't have enough time. We in don't all of really. Our darn I mean, shows, but uh, this, you know, rendering Krishnadas is is all about the transmission of the heart, and he does that so well because he's doing it. He's singing to Maharaji. He's singing to his guru. He's doing his practice. He is not trying to entertain anybody, and that's a huge difference. And now, we we do come to another very very close person to us that was instrumental in the success of Triloka Records is Jai Utah, who brought Ali Akbar Khan, as well as he was the first fusion world music that we were doing. And this particular song, which is not, you know, most, many of you, many of you know who Jai is and know him as a kirtan chant guy. Uh, Of course, we did many records where he did a complete fusion, including jazz and pop. And in this particular song, which I love so much. Me too. Jai is the consummate musician of anybody doing this kind of, any kind of fusion of India. There's nobody like Jai Utah. Yeah, nobody. After, after okay? you, exactly. After, after you've heard it, Raga, I'd like you to actually explain where it sort of comes from. Okay, it's, so we'll it, listen first and then I'll explain. You got it.
Yeah, and you know, that's a little counterintuitive for Jai for most people uh, because we're used to him uh, singing pure kirtan, but he's done you know, amazing fusions before. But Raga, tell us a little about the, what's behind that melody and, and, and that whole Well, thing. this is a, uh, a, a song about the ball, bowel. It's not a song about, it is taken from a bowel song that was translated the Bowels of Bengal, actually famously uh, introduced to the West by the band who uh, had them over and did a record with them. And You mean Robbie Robertson? Yep. Wow. Yep. And uh, Jai actually went to India at one point, after the first time he was there with Maharaji with us, and he studied with the, he just hung out. Well, he didn't study. He hung out and played music with the balls, and he was playing that instrument you hear, which is the dotara. And there's a, he used to play this other instrument that was is famous uh, amongst the balls. They are wandering minstrels around nearby Calcutta to this day. They're like gypsies, and all they're like a combination of Hindu, Muslim, and there's no no religion there's no division no nothing they just are purely from the heart that's what this song is about uh and um and jai really imbued that and that's really a big part of who he has been as a musician and so uh that's something else to check out the bowels <coughs> excuse me the bowels. bowels of bengal yeah uh, moving just, onward. I just want to say one thing, which is the interesting <clears throat> d- DNA aspect of, of Jai Otal. Uh, when I first met Jai, he was called Jai Gopal. And, but I knew... He still he, is. Yeah, he is still Jai Gopal. But, um, you know, his father, Larry Udall, as he was known, you know, Larry Udall, uh, was a very respected person in the big in time the, in the, in music the, in the big time music business, and it wasn't as if you know there was any nepotism there because Jai didn't go there; he just went his own way exactly with all the others mm-hmm. who went to India. But it's interesting that that was that it, that was his f- forebear. Yeah. Okay. So now let's move on to uh, the next track, uh, which is by Gardner Cole. Now, if you don't know him, just listen to this, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards. Okay.
That is uh, empath, and that is a gentleman named Gardner Cole, as you mentioned, who is a very well-known producer that I got together with, and he and I formed this group, Empath. Just a, it was a producer's group. It didn't tour. It didn't do anything like that. And uh, we we got this uh, wonderful Indian singer named Sheetal and, uh, to come and lay down the tracks. Uh, Gardner is famous for his written, is a, 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 just quite a uh, fantastic writer. And he's written some amazing songs. And he's written some huge hits. He wrote mm. that hit with Madonna. Uh, God, what is the name? He wrote one of her big hits there. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, but it wasn't like a virgin. It was it Ray of Light. No, 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 no. It was back. It was, it was around 90 or something. Oh, I don't know. I'll remember it. Maybe. We'll, we'll find it out. Yeah. You know. Anyhow, uh, Gardner. Um, Who was singing? Sheetal. Is the oh, geez, that's, singer. Oh, yeah, I said, oh that's she laid down those vocal tracks. Yeah, she laid down those tracks. So and we beautiful. did, beautiful. yeah, the thing, we got, you know, cellos and uh, we mixed, you know, he was a great, he is a great programmer. And so we mixed mm. a lot of different, you know, computer programming sounds and then uh, uh, live rich cellos and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, he knows no bounds. Gardner is is very, very, very broad and brilliant and a, and a delightful person. Anyway, we're coming to the end of this, and we're going to end it with something that is just a, a favorite of ours, uh, and it, it involves... The, the for our very big shoe? Yes, for our very big Ed shoe. Ed Sullivan? This is a, a, a personal favorite because um, it's a, we're going to play you a song by an Irish singer called Emer Kenny, who was also on Triloka. And um, the song is called Heaven. Uh, Emer and her husband, uh, we worked with them in, in Dublin. And we had a good time, boy. Dave yeah, and I went to, great. it was Dave and Raghu uh, went to Ireland. Kind <laughs> it of was great. Uh, you know, it was great. We were Irish. Yeah, yeah. and they took us to some very interesting Sunday morning Mu yeah, music, music that? at a bar, and it's, it's interesting it, because it, everybody was drinking a little bit. It was eleven o'clock, and there were children in there. But you know something? It wasn't skeevy. It was fabulous. It was a family. It was a it satsang was a of people. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, Emer uh, is a harpist and a world-renowned harpist, as a matter of fact, and has played with many orchestras. But she can sing, and she has an ethereal quality which Ragu and the producers uh, got out of her that I think is just exquisite. So let's just can we just play that, Ragu? Do you want to say something? No, no. Go ahead.
We love Emer. Yeah. We really had the, you know, it's got an Enya-esque quality to it. Uh, I think she was very, very substantial. There, there's tons of great Irish folk music. She was a real, uh, she um, went to, in her schooling and so on, and I think in her master's program was all around uh, Irish music. And so she's very, very, very well acquainted and, and does uh, wonderful renditions of old, I, I love old Irish folk music. Uh, in fact, Celtic. Celtic, yes, Celtic. I, uh, those people are, I love their music the best. Yeah, it's great. I love U2, uh, you know, Sinead, uh, you know, Cranberry, all of it yeah. is, uh, they are, well, Van Morrison, forget about anything, <laughs> right? Yes. I wish we would have uh, played Vans into the Mystic, but we've gone and, and we've given you a little tour through uh, our, uh, David and I, working on Triloka Records, and, um, you know, we just, uh, you know, are pretty happy. Hopefully we haven't been too uh, overly solicitous about how wonderful this stuff is and how great it was we were there. But you know what? Listening to this music now, I have to tell you, Dave, it it's holds up, and it's uh, whatever we wanted to share and, and feeling like it could turn somebody on and make a difference I believe that it's it's substantial, and yeah, uh, and, it's, and it's you know the the we can whack each yeah. other on the back a little bit more, but uh, n- uh, nobody will mind hopefully too much. Well, you know, there's a certain provenance here. You know, <laughs> that Dave and Raga were involved in in this in this great fortune that we had to be able to bring this great music, and there's a lot more, and we'll play more for you too. I just wanted to um, actually do a shout out and um, and love to uh, Alpa and Leah. And uh, Carl and Abby, who are my family, oh. and um, to say, you know, peace in the streets in Ankara and Istanbul, and stay safe, guys, oh. if you're there. Yeah. Um, and we love you. So peace um, all around. Peace boy. all around. Yes. Peace all around. Yeah. Uh, so Raga, I guess that's it for this show. And um, thanks for that music. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we'll I enjoyed s- it. I mean, yeah, me too. God, this is well. You know, you all tell us uh, if it's too much. You'd rather hear us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rapping endlessly and pontificating over all sorts of uh, minor phenomena, or uh, you like a little music, let us know. And mindrollingpodcast.com, you can write to us through there. And uh, oh, and we're going to do some, Dave's got some great ideas. He's going to start uh, communicating uh, wonderful ideas through blogs and so on and so forth, and we're gonna we're gonna do yeah. some other fun stuff to make the uh, website a little bit more interactive. Right? Yeah. So and check it out on Facebook and Twitter too, and and whatever uh, support you yeah. can give us, we're there. Uh, we appreciate that through our uh, Amazon portal, particularly because we know people. You can buy anything you want through Amazon, and we, if you do it through our portal, we get credit for a little tiny tiny piece. But if uh, a lot of people do it, it'll really help to support mind-rolling podcast so thanks this was this yeah. was real fun yeah it was great but I, you remember, I blew a cue because i was so spaced out by talvin singh that i played him again i mean isn't that interesting no it's not interesting considering <laughs> it's you jeez all right say good night gracie good night george